0: Morning, when all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life soul home in weakness Raised in power Ready to live in paradise I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll, I'll have, have a new life, life I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory. With the redeemed Never, Never stand there no more pain, there'll be no more strife. No more strife. Yes, raising the likeness it of my likeness, ready to live I'll be land. glad. I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal life. free. From every imperfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. Lost in victory I'll have
1: a new body Praise, Praise the Lord I'll have a new life, life.
0: Oh, yes. I'll have a new home Glory, glory, glory. With the redeeming Never said There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll, There'll be no more strife. Strife. no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In this likeness ready to live I'll glory. be glad I'll have a new body Praise, Praise the Lord I'll have new a new life Eternal one, a hallelujah morning, when the last trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal praises All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh, yes, I'll have a new home, glory, all all glory, with a reading no understand. there'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, pain. There'll, there'll be no more strife, strife. No yes, raising the likeness, in of its ready to live, I'll be glad. glad, I'll have a new body, praise,
1: praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, each life. Good morning, good evening. Wherever you may be, welcome to the Passion for Christ show. I am your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in Him, and Him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness, and blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve, folks. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life, in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about and continuing our discussion in First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, talking about death and how that affects us and what we can look forward to, to those that we loved who have long gone. But first, a few things along the way, and the first is headline news. Well, get this, a Kansas middle school has discontinued its participation in the popular Operation Christmas Child project following allegations from an atheist group. That involvement is unconstitutional. Liberty Middle School in Pratt, Kansas previously participated in Operation Christmas Child A project of Samaritan's Purse that involves volunteers around the world packing shoeboxes filled with toys, school supplies, and hygiene items for children in need. Earlier this month, the Freedom From Religion Foundation wrote the local superintendent urging him to take action and halt the middle school's involvement. The group said a concerned staff member had complained. In a November 7th letter, Superintendent Tony Hilfrick replied to the organization, saying the district was discontinuing participation in Operation Christmas Child upon learning that its mission is more sectarian in nature than we realize. The Freedom From Religion Foundation is an association that represents atheist, agnostics, and skeptics. They alleged that the school's vice principal promoted Christianity and invited students to participate in CU at the poll. We request that the district investigate these serious violations and take immediate action to ensure that all of its staff understand and respect their constitutional obligation to remain neutral toward religion while acting in their official capacity. Well, there you go, folks. There you go, atheist complaint. Atheist complaint leads school to stop filling shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. That project has reached over a hundred and seventy-eight million children. Folks, my oh my, my oh my. Well, you won't believe this. Police in England arrested two men at a Christian bookstore. You want to know why? For being inside the business, despite orders that businesses stay closed until December. That's right. Officers arrested the two men on November 14th at the Mustard Seed Bookstore and Tea Room in Gidling, Nottinghamshire. The men refused to give police their names and addresses. Under COVID-19 restrictions, the bookstore could only operate as a place where customers could pick up their orders. The Nottinghamshire Police sent a closure order to the store under the Anti-Social Behavior Crime and Policing Act. (laughs) Folks, isn't that unbelievable that you need anti-social behavior crime and policing act well it's the second nationwide lockdown in the united kingdom since november 5th our priority has always been to protect our residents and to support the many businesses that have been affected so badly by this pandemic yet are following the rules it is clear that the owner believes that they do not need to adhere to the Government guidelines. We are now in this position. We urge people not to visit the premises. It is closed And we will be monitoring it closely There you go folks. I Think we're gonna see more of this in our own country Fairly soon Christian bookstore ordered to close for violating lockdown orders in England Whoo! My, oh, my. Well, now, get this. Religious schools, along with the student's parents, in Kentucky have filed a lawsuit against Governor Andy Beshear for restricting in-person learning. He issued an order banning schools from holding classes in person. Other establishments, such as restaurants, gyms, and indoor recreation facilities, however, may allow a maximum capacity of 25 people per room. The new restrictions are being enforced in both private and public schools. The schools contend that Bashir's order violates their freedom of religion under the First Amendment, as well as the state's Religious Freedom and Restoration Act. There's no evidence whatsoever linked to current increase in COVID cases to numbers in schools. Roger Byer, a senior counsel at personally living indicated that the governor has overstepped both law and the CDC who has made it clear that one of the safest locations students can be during this pandemic is in school. He also chided Governor Bashir for allowing other venues freedom while restricting it from schools. If it is safe for individuals to gather in venues, shop in stores, and work in office environments, why is it unsafe for Kentucky schools to continue in-person operations while applying the same safety protocols? The Kentucky Supreme Court has recently agreed with Bashir and gave him the green light to continue their restrictions. Well, there you go. Madness. Madness. Over 1,000 Kentucky parents, 17 Christian schools, file a lawsuit against the governor for restricting in-person learning. Mm. We need to be praying, folks. Pray, 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 and that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now this day in church history. In seven hundred and sixty four on this day, execution of Saint Stephen the Younger during the reign of Emperor Constantine V. Stephen was an advocate of of the use of icons whereas constantine was strongly opposed to them in 1568 john of the cross makes his profession as a carmelite he will write his famous spiritual Canticle, while imprisoned by superiors who reject his reforms in 1902 death of joseph parker a leading nonconformist pastor of the nineteenth century, he produced a twenty five volume People's Bible and many other notable works. In nineteen oh four, death of American Congregational Clergyman Jeremiah Eames Rankin, who wrote the hymns God be with you till we meet again and tell it to Jesus. And that's this day in church history. And now we have our segment called Thankfulness Segment. Select verses of the show's broadcast to remind us that we need to be thankful to God. The verse for today in our show is Psalm 7, verse 17. Psalms. 7, verse 17. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. Amen, folks. Give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. Praise the name of the lord most high amen folks his righteousness remains constant and that righteousness was paved by the blood and life of his dear son jesus christ and now we have named that bible character here is your clue and these are things surrounding Daniel Daniel's interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream of a great image the image's head was made of metal what metal am I here's your clue one more time interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream of a great image that image's head was made of metal what metal am I we will reveal the answer to this tantalizing clue following our study segment so stay tuned for that exciting reveal and our final segment of name that bible character And now, folks, we have our continuing study in First Thessalonians 4 talking about death of our loved ones. We will continue with that discussion at this very moment. And today we are continuing with our study in First Thessalonians chapter 4. And we had started reading in verse 13 and 14, and we are at verse 15. So that's where we're going to start, friend. You remember in our first two verses, Paul there addresses the fact that we can grieve as brothers and sisters and loved ones of those who have passed on in the Lord. We can grieve, but we grieve in a certain way. Our grief is... Is different and our grief is just temporary at some point it will end and Paul bases all of that that truth in the past looking to the future it's anchored in the fact that Jesus Christ died and was buried and he was resurrected and that means that is something that we can anchor our hope and our faith in and know for certainty that as long as we are in Him and in His light and in His arms and in His embrace and covered by His precious blood when we die, we too will be resurrected in that day. Friend, it's, it's a terrible thing to lose a loved one, isn't it? If you're within my listening voice, you know how much pain that it is, how much hurt that it is. And how much you grieve for those that you've loved and, and embraced and called your mom or called your, your dad and your friend, your loved one, your wife, your husband, your child, whoever it may be. You know the pain and agony and the sorrow. That we all have and feel deep within the very depths of our souls. And yet, we embrace something hopeful. We embrace a future expectation. We look to the day. And we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. But we look to the day when we will rise again with those who sleep in Jesus. Is what Paul was saying. So let's start reading in verse 15, friend. And let's get a little bit of encouragement. Uplifting. So much death surrounds us. So many people are lives are being lost. So much pain and hurt and grief and sorrow and tears. Let's have a little bit of encouragement. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord... What an awesome truth to know that this comes directly from the word of the Lord. Amen. Directly from Jesus himself. That we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. Will by no means perceive those who are asleep. So he talks about we. We. He addresses we, which is you and I, those who are still living on this earth. We, and then he makes a distinction between those who are asleep. That's a beautiful way of expressing those who have died in the Lord. Their faith, their life, their obedience, their love for Jesus have been a characteristic And a definition of what their life was. And so Paul says that those are those who will rise first. Those who sleep. So number one, by the word of the Lord. This is a teaching by Christ himself. I challenge you to go find where that teaching is that Jesus taught. Here are some very powerful words in John chapter 5. John chapter 5, in verse 25. Most assuredly, I say to you, Jesus taught, the hour is coming and hour is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Will you hear His voice, friend? I pray that you will hear that voice. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son to have life in Himself. And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of God. Do not marvel. Don't be afraid of this truth. Don't let it shake you to the core. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge that my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of the Father who sent me. Amen. Amen. Speaking of the power of the voice of Jesus in that day. Verse 16, back in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and verse 16 For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven. With a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God. And what will happen? When that spectacular sound occurs, and the dead in Christ will rise, what? Will rise first. So you have a shout, you have the voice of an archangel. You have the trumpet of God. What an awesome. What a splendid. What a fantastic moment that's going to be. When the Lord Himself will descend from heaven. He will come from the clouds in which He had left. Acts chapter 1. Are you ready for that day to come, friend? Well, no one will be able to resist... That powerful voice when that moment comes. And the first people that will rise are those who are dead in Christ. Those who are asleep in Jesus. In verse 17, then he says, and he talks to us. He talks to you, friend. Then we who are alive and remain... Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Notice, he says, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. Not following them, but with them. In the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. There is nothing said here about a physical temple. And a physical throne that is going to be established on this earth. But this is a beautiful moment. The second coming of Jesus Christ. The beautiful time when Christ comes to take up those who are His. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Verse 18, he says, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful truth. There's something else in John chapter 6 that we need to recall in verse 40. And this is the will of him who sent me. What is that will? That everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise Him up in the last day. You see, the truth of the matter is, we will all, even the evil, will be raised from the dead. But not everyone will be raised to meet the Lord in the air. Not everyone who will raise will be alive. Until the coming of the Lord, not everyone who will be raised will hear the voice of Christ. Not everyone are asleep in Jesus. And I pray that you find yourself in a close, beautiful, powerful relationship with Jesus and that you know for certain. Of your assurance of eternal life, that you know for certain that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you know for certain without a shadow of a doubt that He is God's one and only Son, that He died for your sins, that He was buried, and that He was resurrected. Well, folks, I tell you what, Woo. what a set of verses in 1st. Thessalonians chapter 4. Man, it just gives you chill bumps just thinking about it. Woo! To know that one day we're going to get to see our loved ones once again who have fallen asleep in Jesus. You see, death is not the end, is it? Nope, not by any stretch. And that thanks to the power of Christ's resurrection. In that power, and in that assurance, we too will be raised to meet our loved ones in the air. And the question is, friend, are you prepared? Are you prepared for that day? Mm. Glory. Hallelujah. And now, folks, we have the final segment to NAME THAT BIBLE CHARACTER. Those things surrounding Daniel, the clue was, in his interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream of a great image, that image's head was made of metal. What metal am I? The answer is GOLD. Daniel chapter 2, 31 and 32. Thou, O king, sawest and beheld a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass. Daniel, in his interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream of a great image, that image's head was made of metal. What metal am I? Gold! In name, that Bible character. Oh, folks, we just have too much fun around here. Too much fun. Glory, hallelujah. Well, friend, I just want to just tell you this, that you too can become a follower of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, and you can submit your life to him in repentance and baptism, and you will find forgiveness, joy, a peace that passes all understanding. My goal here was very simple, that was to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ visit our website normanchurch.com 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 well friend I just want to tell you what a privilege it was for me to have you walking along my side during this show what a great opportunity it's been for me may God bless you down in my heart
0: there rings a melody I know not why I sing in peaceful glee all that I know my heart with joy it fills soul it stills. Oh, what a joy to sing that song again. It thrills my soul to feel God's love within. I'm glad His grace on me He did bestow. Please tell me more show. Please tell me more how Jesus died for me. How his great love from sin can make us free. Tell how our dead he paid on Calvary. Oh, tell me more. I want Christ, the cross I'm told to bear, and of His love and joys He said I'd share. Tis my desire, His love in me to show, please tell me more, for more I long to know. Jesus died for me, how his great love from sin can make us free. Tell how our death